a long day of work. <laughs> All right, take three. Here take we three. Go. Okay, for P three. <laughs> and I'm joined by driver of the number two Andretti Autosport. Wait, what kind of car is it? <laughs> Indy Lights. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was about to say Chevrolet Honda, but wait, no, I'm just kidding. All right. Okay. Chevrolet Honda. Here we go. Chevrolet Honda. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Yeah, probably... oh, Welcome to the second edition of Behind the Helmet, where we're joined by Indy Lights driver Stingray Rob throughout the 2022 season as he pursues the championship. I'm your host, David Hoffman, and I'm joined by the driver of the number two for Andretti Autosport, Stingray Rob. Stingray, on take four at this point of this intro how are you doing today and i'm i'm feeling good i'm just watching your practice here this is awesome <laughs> never thought i'd have people watching me practice but hey who does <laughs> uh so so obviously finished on the podium p3 your first podium in indie lights how does that feel oh feels awesome man being on the podium i think it was just a matter of time before we got that first one and being with andretti autosport i mean i had enough trust in what they were capable of doing and trust uh, with my engineer and we've been communicating well and i mean the results show that we've been making progress so um it's good to kind of get that first one out of the way and hopefully the floodgates open from here and you know with with the race being so odd with it you know raining at the first part of the race then like stopping and then having to kind of readjust and recalibrate your you know with having it be dry and having the tires almost shred apart in a way you know how do you recalibrate that and go through just you know knowing that you have to kind of be cautious with you know the tires are really heating up during those times when it starts to get more dry yeah i mean that race was one of the most unique races i've ever been in just because you start full wet um full wet racing line and then as the track's drying out to completely dry um you have to completely change what you're doing as a driver and uh, just searching for wherever the wherever the grip was and I mean, we, we could see it on all the TV coverages as well. All the drivers were searching for water whenever they could uh, just to keep those Cooper tires cooled down. At the end of the race, I don't think anyone had any uh, front left tire, but just because they were blistering and shredding away, it looks like they, they put them through the cheese grater. So it was definitely a unique uh, situation where you just had to make the tires last. And I was doing everything I could in that middle stint uh, just to keep some tires for the end of the race. And, you know, obviously the front two, they were battling up pretty hard there. Uh, you know, with like the competitive level, it seems like Indy Lights, especially this year, is really kind of, you know, like the, the competition level is really close. You know, how have you seen just through two races, just like, you know, how you kind of have to like, you know, like push yourself even more and know I have to get to the like to this level because it's this much, this much more difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think that this year is going to be a tough year. Um, as we've seen, there's a deep, uh, driver list to compete with, especially even on my team. I mean, there's three strong competitors that are sitting in the engineering room after each session with myself, but, uh, I think consistency is going to be key, but this year, and it's kind of a unique situation with the new points. Um, it seems like that you have to really, really win races in order to, to win the championship. So there's just such an advantage, um, for the winner of each race compared to the rest of the field. Obviously they're, they're rewarding them accordingly. So like, for example, I think I'm sitting fourth in the championship now. Uh, Matt Brabham, my teammate, won the first event and then finished seventh here. And I think that the way that it stacked out, even with my fourth and third place finish, that if he were to have finished last, he would still be ahead of me in points. And so it's just that first place winner. He just gets super rewarded for, for um, whatever that race weekend is. And then it carries on through the rest of the season. I'm sure it's definitely a huge incentive incentive too, because yeah, I think you're fourth in points right now, 22 points back. Uh, you know, I guess with, 
you know, going forward in the indie, you know, for the road course, and we've had success there in the past. Uh, you know, what's the mindset going into there? I think it's just going to be to win races. I think that we got the car that can do it. We'll see what the weather conditions are like, but uh, I feel like we're kind of getting into full swing of the season now. It was a good two months off and we learned a lot testing. And I think that that's all going to carry into the next few races. And um, I mean, HMD is strong, but I think that Andretti's got the car to beat this year. So I'm going to vote on us and think that going to the next race, we'll start to see those results come. You mentioned with uh, two months off, I know that was a ridiculous amount of time. So it's <laughs> been about two months since we've had the show. So I know in that last time we were, we, were, you know, we did this, you mentioned you're going to do some real estate with your uncle. So how did that go during, you know, did you have any time to do that? I did have a little bit of time. I got some lease deals done with my uncle and uh, I think he's missing me right now. It seems like everyone decides to call him back once I leave town. <laughs> so it worked out well. I mean, I, I get to do my little bit of work while I'm home and enjoy life back in Idaho and then hit the road for the rest of the summer until I think it's like July pretty much until we get back there. So it's going to be good though. I mean, I'm in Indianapolis right now in my apartment and get to be with the team when we're in between races or testing and it's just nice to, to be close to everything and be central to all the races. How would you say you enjoy the travel? Like are you someone that really like enjoys, you know, seeing all these different places as you're traveling or you're kind of like, I just want to be one spot, you know, man, I've been traveling since I was like seven years old. And when I was in the, in my karting days, we were gone 42 weekends a year. And so traveling is kind of uh, worn off on me. And it seems like it's just a means to an end at this point, but I do, I do like getting to see the country. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm appreciating the different places that we go. Um, I think as a kid, you don't really understand. It's just like, Oh yeah, it's another town, another city, another country, whatever else it is. And then pretty soon you're uh, you've been to eight different countries or whatever that number is. And now I can kind of see where, where the appreciation side of things come into. And uh, you know, especially this whole month of May, how often are you going to end up being at the racetrack, you know, not only for oh, Indy Lights, but also for, you know, knowing you get to watch the Indy 500, you get to watch all that go down. I'm going to be there as much as I can. I think they go home for four days between now and the 500, um, just to maybe pack some new clothes for the summer and uh, head on back here. But I'm going to be learning as much as I can from the team. It sounds like the Indy Lights team, it'll be pretty busy even in those uh, off days for us. And then Obviously, with any 500 coming up, the Andretti Autosport garage is just pounding away trying to get some stuff done. So I'm just going to be kind of sidelined for a little bit, learning as much as I can when we're not racing. But, uh, man, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be super cool, especially being with Andretti. I always say that, like, it's so good to see that they're doing what they're doing. And there's no doubt that they are where they are because of the way that they operate. And, you know, obviously, Andretti, um, they had haven't had a win yet so far this season in IndyCar itself, but, uh, you know, obviously Pato Award uh, won the IndyCar race of Barber. I don't know if you were able to, you know, see it from the pit box or anywhere else, but, you know, what were your thoughts on, you know, the race overall? I mean, the IndyCar race looked fun. It looked like a good battle out there. Some of those guys got caught out by the yellow flag, it seemed like, on the three-stop strategy, but um, for the Andretti boys, it just seemed like they kind of had a rough day, and it seems to be a little bit of a trend, and hopefully they catch a break here soon, but I think Indianapolis will be good for him. It seems like they do really good on uh, that track. And Roman, he's got a lot of experience there now where he can um, kind of download to the team. Okay, this is what we tried over at Dale Coyne, and uh, this is what worked, and we put it on the front row there. So I think that they'll be able to, to learn from him a little bit and carry that knowledge through into the race weekend. You mentioned Roman. This, how much interaction have you had with him, and 
at least from the limited time, you know, like that you've seen him like within the Andretti, just like under their building, what does he bring to the table like for that team overall? You know, I haven't got to see and talk to him too much. Um, I got to see him before the the start of the season, just when everyone was doing our media days and being at the Andretti shop. But it seems like he's a very talented driver and he's got a lot of experience behind the wheel. So I think that he's got raw speed and it seems um, like during the race, he may may or may not to have that aggression that is beneficial for him. Um, as we saw at Barber, it just seems like it could have been a little bit too much at times, but I think that that's just kind of the way he operates. He's all or nothing. So I think for the team, it's good to have a few guys where they can have a few bolts in the gun to say to, to fire at that win. So um, he's one of those guys that are going to be at the front, no matter what. How that kind of, you know, intrigues me to, you know, to ask this, how would you describe your driving style? Like I know there's some guys that are all out aggression. There's some guys that are more conservative and kind of have like a steady pace. How would you describe your you know driving style? I think that we've seen uh, quite a few drivers in the Andretti tent, especially in Indy lights and Indy car that have got both, you know, I think Colton Herta and Pato were both a good example of um, opposite driving styles and, uh, same results kind of a deal. So we've, we've done a few comparisons there and it seems like, um, Pato is way more aggressive. He just drives flat out full commitment. And I think that's more Hunter McElroy style. Um, and he's like all or nothing all the time. And for me, I think that I'm more of the conservative, um, consistent. I'll, I'll put it there when I need to. And, um, I mean, I, I really think that consistency is key, especially in a long championship season, like we got and in a deep field of drivers and, it's just going to, it's just going to pay off when you're not having those DNFs on your list or not having those bad results. You can stay in the top five, no matter what, then you're probably doing all right. And you have already done the consistency so far with the fourth place finish and the third place, who knows, maybe to go second, then first or something. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. a little bit of a trend there. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think so. That'd be yeah. good. Uh, so Another really side note from Barber, Tim Tebow was the grand marshal. Were you able to actually see him or talk to him at all? I was. Yeah. So awesome. he did the two seater indie car ride and I was just standing there waiting for him when he got out because it's right across the way from the Andretti Autosport Indy Lights trailer. So um, he gets out of the car, looked like he was going to throw up. I think he must have <laughs> been stuffed into the back of that. And I don't think Mario gave him any breaks in there, but um, it looked like it was a cool event. And he did a good job of telling the guys to start their engines at the beginning of the race. There was no wimpy call, but yeah, super cool guy. I got to shake his hand and meet him um, for the first time. And I, I have a goal of uh, doing something along um, with his program at some point with my career. And I think that what he's doing away from the field is pretty cool. So if I can support him in some way, I think that would be awesome. He's done so much like for so many different people. And it's just, you know, it's just cool every day. He's living out like, you know, what God has for him. It's such a cool thing, you know, like because, mm -hmm. you know, what you see on TV, wherever it is, that's exactly who he is, you know, and. I've always wanted the opportunity to meet him. He just seems like a you know a great guy that you can really learn a lot. And this, you know, like he just you know, seems fantastic. Yeah, no, he's super cool. One, one thing we thought was funny. My mom was actually taking pictures behind me. She didn't think it was going to be uh, too cool. If she stood in front, it's like, Hey, I'm Stinger's mom. Can I take a picture? But um, <laughs> anyways, I shook his hand. He kind of like patted me on the back and his hand in the picture on my shoulder takes up my entire shoulder. It's like, oh my gosh, that is a huge dude right there. So he's definitely a big guy. I don't think he'd do well in a race car. No, I, I did. I remember that. I, I remember you mentioned like with him not looking too good. I remember seeing like a video. He was like, <laughs> it was like in his car, like, I don't know how long ago it was after, like almost mm -hmm. like looking half sick and like 
<laughs> I, I'm sure Mario put him kind of through the <laughs> through the blender per se. <laughs> yeah, you know, going down sure. there. One of these days, you know, you have to do the two seater with him or something. You know, maybe see how that feels. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be super cool. So now, time for the final segment of the show, which kind of was a hit uh, the last time. It was a random question generator where I'll take three questions that I randomly find on a website and we'll answer them. Who knows what it could be? So, all right, this time I have a little bit of a different looking uh, thing. All right, let me see. Where is okay. it? I'm already got, nervous. Got a rubber ducky <laughs> on it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a good yeah. sign. <laughs> yeah. All right, maybe we'll be a bit more peaceful or something. Ooh, what's the best thing you got from one of your parents? I don't know if it means gift or knowledge. Oh my goodness. Or, I don't know anything. Well, okay. I'm going to, well, if we're going to do gifts, I'll make it cheesy. I'm going to say for my fifth birthday, the go-kart that my parents got me just because that kind of set the pathway for my life. Started it all. Yeah. You can't grow up with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Hmm. Honestly, ooh, best thing. Yeah, I guess if it was to be a gift, probably. I don't know if you're familiar with like the uh, like the Herbie, like the Volkswagen Beetle, like oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got me like a you know big old like radio control car when I was like eight or something. It's like this big <laughs> or something. Like, you know, I was like in like my dad kind of beeped the horn. Like, wait, it's not. You know, and started freaking out. So that was pretty cool. It doesn't run anymore. That's awesome. So. That's super cool. <laughs> Let's see. Next question is. When was the last time you changed your opinion? Okay, no, really, no, uh, not well, that one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm. Pizza or tacos? Oh man, I got asked this at a. Oh no, it was tacos or sushi. That was the question. Okay, so pizza or tacos? I'm gonna go tacos. I think there's so many different kinds of tacos, and I mean, how can you go wrong with tacos? It's Taco Tuesday. So, it is Taco I mean, Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. I'm going to go get some tacos tonight. It's a good idea. Oh, that sounds good. I think, <laughs> I think it depends on the place. I don't know. Like, I know this one place. I know I remember my fiance and I went in India's Condados or Condado or something. Oh, I've heard about that. Oh, that stuff is good. <laughs> I don't know what they do. Like, I don't know if they put like a certain like sauce or something, but it's amazing. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe... This is kind of an unpopular opinion, but I love Domino's pizza. Or no, really? Wait, not Domino's. Papa John's. That's what I bet. Yeah, Papa John's. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I'll go tacos. Yeah. Tacos. Okay. I can support that. That's good. Yeah. Not Taco Bell. That's no. That's (laughs) (laughs) all right. Let's see. Final one. All right. Um, what's your favorite comfort food? Oh my goodness! Favorite comfort food. Um. Okay, well, I can tell you that every fall, uh, when I get back home after racing season, it seems like it, we go directly from racing season into hunting season. And one of the things that my grandma always makes is deer meat stew. I remember and that. So yep. it's, it's just like a big pot of uh, like chopped up deer meat and veggies, and it kind of turns into like potato soup almost, but way way better. Um, so either that or uh, let's see, one other option. It's so plain and simple, but my grandma also makes tuna casserole and it's just like plain noodles with like a little bit of white sauce on it and cheese and tuna and it mixes all together and comes out pretty good. So those were my, my two options for comfort food. That's what I'd go with. Tuna casserole. I don't know. I've never had something like that. It does sound good. It's um, tasty. <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I'd say probably 
pot roast is always really good. Um, mm-hmm. The one time I tried making it, <laughs> I got a little bit too excited and ended up. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot I have to, you know, do this overnight or something. You know, oh, my I, goodness. I waited till too late and I woke up at five in the morning or something. And all right, I got to take it out, put it in the fridge and then I'll eat it. Still turned out well. But that's funny. Yeah, pot roast. <laughs> um and then my mom makes a killer what is this thing it's called like au gratin potatoes it's like oh yeah yeah those, yeah totally and that's like she dumps cheese on it and like you know like what is how can it? you go wrong with cheese and potatoes exactly like <laughs> it's a win-win so yeah definitely that's those. awesome very good <laughs> that was a quick three gent three uh questions i'd say it's like yeah. speed round we're on top of our game let's oh, yeah. go <laughs> especially after the little bit of delay <laughs> which the fans will see thankfully unless there's a random thing that we're like oh yeah we'll have like a what is it like a gag reel or something like that whatever they yeah, call it bloopers yeah bloopers, bloopers. yep <laughs> well that's all the time we do have for today uh look out for the next episode of behind the helmet uh to come out in two weeks after the indie road course maybe stingray will be a winner maybe he'll be second who knows We'll go with the latter, but <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Behind Catch. And uh, Stingray, where can we follow you? I'm on all the social medias at Stingray Rob. Um, I think Twitter is like at Sting underscore Ray underscore Rob. But just look up Stingray Rob. There's not too many of us out there, so <laughs> it won't be hard to find. That is true. So, uh, yep. Thanks for uh, tuning in everyone and uh, Stingray. Good luck, uh, you know, next couple weeks and hopefully you'll be in a uh, victory lane here soon. Thanks, David. <laughs>